We're holding Masechas Peah, Perkches, Mishnah Aleph, 8.1. The Mishnah wants to discuss now when the gifts that were left for the poor are now available to whoever wants to take them. Um, let us say just generically Hefker. Mishnah says, From what point is anybody allowed to help themselves to Leket, those left in the field for the poor? And this would apply equally to Peah and Shechah. In a grain field, anyways. Once the nemoshos have passed through the field, uh, the nemoshos are there are two pshatim given in the Gemara Tainus Davav and Bartner bring them both down. Either it means um, the elderly people who have to kind of walk on sticks, therefore they get there last, um, meaning that once they've passed through, no one's going to bother to go and search for, search for more because they've done like a second and final thorough search. Or nemoshos means simply the people who made a second pass through, um, you know, trying to feel to see if there's anything left and remaining. So once a second group has passed through in search of the leket or the sheikh or the peah, then uh, whatever's left in that in that uh, grain field, etc., is available to whoever wants to take it as hefker. There is a question about the technicality of how it is that the matanus la'anim, the poor, gifts to the poor, transfer from being exclusively in the domain of the Aeneum, the poor people, to being in the domain of anybody is Hefker. Um, and the mechanism would be something like Yeush, um, which is, you know, losing hope of getting it back. So once the Aeneum, the estates of the Aeneum collectively, they all decide that uh, even passively there's no point or hope in getting anything more out of their field of consequence, then they collectively have like societal Yeush, they give up hope of, of searching for it, and therefore becomes Hefker like any other um, lost object, which becomes Hefker and uh, after Yeush. There's a second question um, of why the owner of the field doesn't then reacquire that property, because normally the rule is that if something is abandoned in one's property, then his property acquires it for him. Um, it's not so clear what the answer is, uh, why it would be that the now Hefker produce doesn't revert to being the, the exclusive property of the owner of the field. Um, but it doesn't. It, it remains public for whoever wants to take it. The parrots, Vaolos, when it comes to parrots, those were the individual grapes that fell during the picking of the grapes, um, analogous to like it. And the Olos, Olelos, we will call the misshapen grape clusters that are left um, for the poor because they lack, when they lack, they're defined by having a lack of both a katef, the grapes, the mini clusters being pushed up by the ones beneath them, and also not a natef, a, a final mini cluster coming out the bottom of the sharvit, the main central spine of the grape cluster. Um, it's a from the time that the poor people have gone through the vineyard and have come out again. That is to say that unlike the first case when it came to Leket, it was after the second pass of people went through the field, um, or they the elderly who essentially effectively are a second pass through the field. This we're saying, going to most Mepharshim, it's after a first pass. Once people have passed, you know, gone to and fro in the field, going in and then out again, they've collected all of the grapes that are available in that vineyard um, that are presumed to be available, and uh, then after that, everything becomes Hefker. The reason for the lesser shear, the smaller amount of time required to wait um, for Hefker when it comes to a, a vineyard is because when it comes to wheat, people are more, it's less valuable and sort of less desirable, and therefore people are more relaxed about going over a longer period of time. Therefore, the 
window for it to be available to neem is is more extended when it comes to uh, a vineyard since grapes are more desirable and more valuable so then everyone is sort of ready to start at the same time and make a thorough search from the outset and therefore and after one thorough pass to and fro through the field of everyone it's assumed that there's nothing left of consequence it should be noted rashi in the Gemara Tinus understands that this is essentially the same kind of shear as the previous, meaning um, means they go through once, then go through a second of time. However, Baratara and most others learn, like I said before, it's just a single pass in and then out again. Uvazesim, what about in olive trees? So if you recall, when it came to grain, legumes, etc., there are three gifts to the poor. That was Pea, Leket, and Shecha. When it came, that was the first case, if you will, of the Mishnah. The second case of the Mishnah was talking about a vineyard. There we have um, four gifts to the poor, really, technically, because we had Pea and Shecha, as well as Peret and Olos. So now that was the second case. And now we talk about the third case, which is by other trees besides for grapevines. So, for example, here we have Zaysim olives. So there we only have the mitzvahs of Pea, the leather edge or section of the orchard, um, as well as shechah, some forgotten fruits on the vine or um, beneath them. In any case, so now when are the zaysim, the olives, half current available to anybody, not just the poor, those that were left initially as peya and as shechah, mishetei revia shnia, from the time of the second rain. That is to say, when it comes to the time of harvest, so grains are harvested early in the summer, um, at the beginning of the summer, and olives are harvested at the end of the summer. But those are both warm times of year where the elderly, um, etc., are comfortable going out and, and rummaging and foraging for food and what's left for them. But the zeis and the olives are, the harvest time is only at the beginning of the winter and it's cold and therefore um, the elderly, etc., are not expected to go out and they won't go out searching and, and catch a cold, etc. And therefore, as soon as the second rain has fallen, um, then already it's considered to be no one's going out anymore and whatever olives are left um, on the trees as peya or shecha are available to whoever wants to take them. The Bartanura brings that in a normal, in a typical year, um, that works out to being the 23rd of Cheshvan. Um, on the calendar, the Rambam says they're available from the 1st of Kislev, but again, both those times mean, you know, the, the late autumn or beginning of, of winter time. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. If Yehuda objects and says, Valo, he says, wait a second, there are plenty of farmers who don't even bother initiating their olive harvest, the word Mosek is to harvest olives, their olive harvest until after the second rain. So how could it be that already it's too late for the Neum to come and collect and everything becomes, you know, uh, Hefker from Raviyashniya from the second rains when the harvest doesn't begin oftentimes until after that point? So he says instead, Ella, he says instead that the time for the olives is sort of analogous to the previous cases, meaning it has to be left on the trees until there's not a sufficient amount of olives left on the trees, such that, such that a person who were searching for left olives, um, the ani, could go in and come out again, and he won't bring with him um, olives that are worth for Isarot. Now, an Isar is a coin, a small coin. It will come out later on that the value of one meal is an Isar. So four Isarot would mean two meals um, worth of food. Um, 
and of course they could they could barter some olives from other kind of food but the point is it's four meals worth of of economic worth of food um which makes it worthwhile for the aims to go searching less than that they wouldn't go searching why the number four because a person would typically eat two meals a day in the time of the mishnah so really it's one day's food for two people the man and his wife um so the idea is that that's the sort of the threshold below which a person wouldn't bother going and search for food anymore um, in the fields of the, or the olive groves because it just doesn't make economic sense anymore. It's not perfectly clear why the threshold will be set at, at four meals, meaning a full day's food for a man and his wife. And obviously there are plenty of poor people who don't have wives and they would presumably be willing to go for the sake of two meals, one day's food. That's a question. Um, either way, the halacha doesn't follow Rabbi Yehuda, so we don't have an answer. Um, Instead, the Lach is like the Tanakhama that after the Rav Yishniya, the second reigns, let's say the Ramam by the first of Kislev, already um, no one else is going out searching for olives and whatever's left in the trees um, is now Hefker and not exclusively the domain of the poor people.